to our inaugural podcast, uh, Beyond the Looking Glass. My name is Anthony. To my right is Jacob. Go by Bim, but whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Jacob, Bim, Bimberly, uh, whatever it is that you feel like calling him at that moment, that's his name and he'll respond to it. You got to say the name first, though, because I don't. Yeah. No, he won't listen to you. It's if I just speak into the microphone, he may not pay attention at all. So there may be long, sullen silences to my right. It's going to be fun. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So now that we have introductions out of the way, let's uh, talk about exactly what we are going to be talking about. Uh, so, Bim, what is this show about? It's about all kinds of things. We're going to be doing serial killers, mainly the more popular ones when we, you know, get into it. But we're also going to be doing aliens, the occult, paranormal, ghosts, hauntings, all the good stuff. Anything morose, morbid, macabre. I think we'll uh, we'll touch on and we'll cover mm, the good old macabre, <laughs> the good old macabre, the good old macabre. All right, so uh, so if we could just get into it, tell me why you're interested in uh, in doing these sorts of topics. Well, just serial killers interest me in general because the psychology of how they come about is very fun. And if you want to go into like ghosts and stuff, I don't really believe in it. No, nope, I, I really don't. I mean, I've had some personal experiences myself, but I just chalk them up to being drunk or crazy. So a ghost touched you in the face, and you still don't believe. Choked me, actually. Choked, choked you. Me. Yeah, choked okay. me. So choked you in the throat, and you still choose not to believe in any sort of paranormal. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, that's definitely an interesting take. What about aliens, like the uh, the great world beyond? No experience with that whatsoever. Um, I would like to delve into that and try and figure out what my belief is on those. So as of right now, undecided. We a a that little up? bit. Okay. A, a little both sides. I'm a, I'm a fence rider on that one. Gotcha. All right. All right. Well, as as far as I'm concerned, I like these topics uh, mostly due to the fact that they're completely taboo. Uh, nobody uh, likes to really touch on them. People get offended. People uh, are saying that it's insensitive to the victims in in, uh, in the serial killer topic, uh, or just um, taking advantage of crazy people uh, is is from what what I've heard uh, in talking about UFOs, paranormal, and things like that, like benefiting from people's mental illnesses. Not sure that that can actually be done, but yeah, whatever. All right. Well, I will we'll jump right into it. So the first topic that I have uh, charted up here is, uh, is serial killers, as we were mentioning. Uh, the first name I have on my list is is the great Charles Manson. Oh, he's such a fantastic man. He, he's a songwriter. The, 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 what is it? The, the Beach Boys actually have a song out written by him. Yeah, uh, it, I believe he was unaccredited in that song. Yeah. And, and they even renamed the song and changed his lyrics. And he took great offense to that fact. That's why he started killing people. That's, that's not right. I, I don't know if that's why he's... <laughs> that was the trigger right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, he actually lived at, uh, lived in the drummer's house for a period of time. Him and uh, if a few of the Manson family girls were living in the Beach Boys drummer's house... And uh, Charles decided that that was his foot into the door to Hollywood and the uh, music industry as a whole. And he became he felt entitled like that was where he was supposed to be. He definitely made his way in a different way. But, hey, that's your foot in the door. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he put his foot in the door and took other people's feet off. I I believe that that was his tactic, kicking (laughs) kicking the door in and then heads in. Taking the heads, too. I mean, 
This guy is just insanity, and I love him so much. So I'm glad you bring that up. So is he actually insane, or is it an act? I, I I would say that he's actually insane just because he still believes it even after he was incarcerated. Um, and he, he was he was really like that his the majority of his life. Well, actually, in, in doing a little bit of research, and by the way, this entire episode, minimal research. Very little. So this is going to be mostly opinion, speculation, and all that good stuff. So if we get something wrong, uh, fuck you. So uh, from what I've read with Manson, uh, he would he went to a school uh, or more of a, a reformative uh, camp called IBS, the Indiana Boys School, or Irritable Bowel Syndrome. Oh, yeah, the Irritable Bowel Syndrome <laughs> School. So when he went to IBS, uh, according to, uh, I guess, his account or wherever the, the source is that I don't know where I read it, maybe Wikipedia, uh, according to that, he was actually raped by the other boys uh, with the blessing, I guess you can say, of the actual employees of IBS. So while he was in that school uh, being molested, he developed the insanity tactic where he would scream and swing his arms and yell and act insane until his attackers left him alone, uh, which actually proved to be uh, beneficial uh, in, in him protecting himself. It worked quite well. I mean, if you don't you don't want to bully a, a psycho, you don't want to bully someone who's mentally unstable. Yeah, because I mean, you, you might get killed by him. Yeah. Because they'll come back. And kill you. And kill you. Or. With tremendous anger. <laughs> or I, I guess uh, in this case more specifically, he'll get pretty women to murder you. Or his insane friend. Or, and yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing about being a leader. You, you don't have to do it yourself. You delegate, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a delegate and deflect. I didn't do it. So therefore, I can't get punished for it. <laughs> I don't think that worked very well for him. No, I may have suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in Manson actually growing up, if, if we want to rewind before uh, before the Manson family, uh, his mom was mostly absent, uh, father completely absent. Uh, he jumped around uh, from different homes like the IBS, different schools, and he, he was stealing. Uh, he was just stealing food and stealing to live. Uh, which then, I, I believe, in my opinion, I guess, blurred the line between right and wrong in his eyes. Yeah, they were pretty awful. His, his, his father was abusive, drunk all the time. His mother just kind of let him do that, just kept him with babysitters. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of a terrible childhood in general. Yeah, which is not to say that it makes it okay that he took the life of Sharon Tate and several others. Uh, but just the fact that uh, we, we want in the show to kind of take a look at where where all of this started uh, is if you look at Manson uh, and every other serial killer that's that I've researched, you can actually find a, a proverbial fork in the road where they could either become a great person or completely fuck everything up. Uh, which in every case that we're going to cover, they choose the fucking everything up uh, choice. Naturally. Every time. Naturally. So with uh, with Manson, uh, he was in and out of jail for stealing cars, stealing just random items. And at one point said, hey, can you just keep me here? Yeah. Can, can yeah you he just, wanted to stay. Yeah. Can you just leave me in the jail? I am unfit for uh, for life outside the prison walls. And the guards were like, no, that's not how this works around here. No, you just just go ahead. Go be you. 
And he, I guess he took that go be you part uh, to heart. And at that point, he landed in uh, in California. I believe it was San Francisco uh, during the summer of 69, which at that point, in my opinion, that was uh, that was his fork in the road. He had uh, he had a whole uh, litany of charges uh, against him. I, I think there was like forging checks in there, uh, stealing cars, different things like that. And he landed like dead set in the middle of the hippie movement. So at that point, he could have chose peace or, uh, you know, fucking kill people. And at that point, he chose to fucking kill people. Which is a great choice. <laughs> a great choice for us, not not a great choice for anybody else. So actually, <laughs> before, uh, I guess I should take it back a little bit. Before killing people, he was recruiting these women basically to be hookers. Oh, basic. I mean, he, he had, they're, they're all escapees from something. He was just recruiting them and giving them a life to do something. So not necessarily, not necessarily even escapees. I mean, obviously there was going to be your Manson family recruits that uh, came from a rough background or a similar background to Manson himself, which in that case, they kind of were drawn to him. Uh, but there was also just the straight up middle class, straight laced, boring chicks that they saw some kind of danger in Manson's eyes or saw kind of some kind of excitement, the drug, sex, rock and roll uh, sort of thing, and they were drawn to it. So he brought them in. Uh, they moved into, I'd, I believe it was some old movie set or some old show set. Something like that. Yeah, and, and they, they just kind of, this is fucking mine now. This uh, We are going to live here. And nobody said shit. I mean, squatter's rights, right? That's a whole thing in California. I I guess so. They just moved in, took a whole shitload of LSD, smoked a whole bunch of weed, and just fucked. (laughs) Which would have been fine. That could have been the end of the story. If that's where it ended, that would have been fine. But no. Yeah, even that in and of in and of itself could have been a fine documentary. It could have been a fine movie. It's it, it would have been perfect if he just fucked bitches and took drugs. That would have been great. He could have played his acoustic guitar and got his dick, dick sucked and did all that good stuff. And he decided... Let's uh, kill people instead. Let, yeah, let's kill people instead. And uh, so it, at that point, he chose... I believe it was... He chose Sharon Tate due to the fact that she moved into the house that he once went to before. I'm not... Maybe? I'm not entirely certain. Yeah, it's it was either the Sharon Tate murder or the one following... The only reason those people died is because he went to that house before, like 100 percent of the reason. There was no other motive behind it. He's just like, oh, yeah, I've been here. Let's fucking kill whoever answers the door. And, you know, so they did. Uh, And the writing with the blood on the wall, the pigs and Helter Skelter, he instructed uh, the Manson family to write something witchy, write something that uh, will deflect uh, the blame from us, even though nobody was looking into the Manson family. They were just not at all. Let's let's do let's do Helter Skelter and blame it on the Beatles. Uh, Yeah. No. So they weren't trying to blame it on the Beatles. They were trying to incite a race war. Oh yeah, no, totally. That's that's exactly what they're doing. They took the the helter skelter and just turned it into something completely different from what was in the song. Yeah, so they they just said write something witchy. So they wrote pigs and helter skelter in in blood. And actually, if we if we're talking about Sharon Tate, she was actually pregnant at that time as well. And uh, the girl that actually stabbed her had just given birth within weeks or maybe a month or so before the murder. And looked her in the eyes and said something to the effect of, I feel no sorrow. I mean, I could I could see that in his shoes. I, I feel no sorrow. Yeah. And, uh, and even Sharon Tate begged. She said, can you just come back in a few weeks? 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you get another try? Just can, give it a just time alone. Yeah. Can, can we reschedule this murder so I can give birth to my child? Please, pretty please. Oh, that would have been so great if she had birth at the, at the murder scene. Oh that would have been amazing, though. <laughs> the bloodbath birth. There's just, yeah. just everybody's it's, it's, blood just everywhere and just a baby born in a massacre. It's just placenta on the wall. Instead. Placenta, brain matter, just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right, so obviously her response was, no, you, you die now. And uh, actually the first person to be killed during that massacre, uh, since I'm jumping all the fuck over the place, I was a, a salesman. Somebody was like trying to sell them some shit, I, I, like Cutco or some nonsense. And I, the Manson family arrived at the location as the kid was leaving. They're like, oh, yeah, you, you died too. I'm just going to stab the fuck out of you as well. Run. Multiple times. Uh, I, I think it was 26 stab wounds. So, yeah. And nobody, uh, nobody had like, you know, just their cutthroat or just a bullet in the head. Nobody just had just one. No, everybody got fucking ravaged oh, overkill just complete and utter overkill i mean i'm sure it was fun at the time i, I guess according to them they were all uh they're all fucked up on speed uh which i, I oh, guess that, that actually makes sense yeah. yeah that would make sense and then uh when when they asked manson they said you, you know uh your manson family came out killed all these people they were fucked up on speed he's like no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> we we don't we don't do speed killing people that's, that's a thing. That's okay. We do that. Yeah. Coke. Drugs, bad. Oh, no, no. He was cool with drugs. Just speed. speed. Yeah. Coke, whatever. Uh, methamphetamine. We don't do any of that. That stuff's bad. Killing people, okay. I mean, he did have 109 IQ. I'm, I'm just saying. Mm. I'm not sure what relevance that has. <laughs> he, he, he knew what he was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. He absolutely knew. Uh, so, according to him, I, uh, it's it, uh, LSD was okay. Weed was okay. Uh, hooking, just I prostitution. Mean, product of that time, of course it's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just everybody was fucking everybody in 1969. Nice. It's a good time. Nice. <laughs> so, I, so, yeah. So, then during this time, I, I believe it was between the first and second, uh, between the first and second slaughter, I, Manson was just stealing cars for fun or something like they were just like stealing people oh, yeah, no, totally. he was following his mother's footsteps she she was arrested and incarcerated for for grand larceny and he i guess just went with what he knew i mean he took an entire trip across multiple state lines just stealing cars and robbing gas stations to get to california yeah and uh, so he so you so basically he was trying to generate income to keep his commune going like in the drugs and whatever else food i guess did they eat Potato chips. Uh, yeah, potato chips. Twinkies, of course. Yeah, stuff, stuff like that. I, I don't think they had dinners. I don't think they sat around a table and, and, and you know, shared story time. Probably not. No campfire stories for these guys. Oh, there's probably campfires, but they were, instead of campfire stories, it was like more like campfire sodomy. Campfire planning. Yeah. Not, planning? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to that house we once went to to fucking kill people. I guess that was, uh, that was the extent of the planning. Now, I... So... During that time where they were where they were stealing all the cars and everything like that, the cops swung by. Of course they did. Yeah, they 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 were just like, hey, uh, there's a bunch of hippies here. I believe some of these cars do not belong to them, not properly registered uh, to this address. Let's investigate. So they uh, they pull in Manson and there's they're just uh, they're just like, hey, uh, we're gonna arrest you now. And he was like, fuck. Okay. I just killed a whole bunch of people. And the cops are like, for the cars. The cars. Oh, oh the cars. Oh, 
yeah, we can come in for that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's that, fine. Okay, uh, I, I'm totally. Cool. Yes, we stole a whole bunch. Uh, there's a Honda Civic. There's an uh, there's an Astro did, van. Did they have Honda Civics back then? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, I yes, <laughs> the, the Honda Civic One, I believe it was called. <laughs> the OG Civic. <laughs> Yeah, we got some Astro vans. We got we got a Firebird. I you, do I do need the keys, and so the cops bring them in and bring in a bunch of the chicks as well. Uh, so I believe yeah, this is after the second uh, the second murder. As I believe this is when when everything goes to shit for Manson, uh, because at this point uh, Manson obviously was locked up. Uh, the girls were all locked up, and wherever they locked chicks up, uh, they were probably digging it. And Probably. Yeah, they're, it's, I love seeing in cages, I think is what they were saying. This is the greatest life I've ever lived. Yeah, I did food. What is that? Like three times a day? There are bugs all around us. I mean, food, protein. Yeah. Showers. They had, they had showers. <gasps> I there was a hose. Was there a hose? <laughs> I don't think there were any showers in the Manson <laughs> <laughs> The Manson cave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they had electricity or anything like that. So, yeah. Uh, but So, the one chick was like, hey, hey, cellmate. Did you hear about them murders? All those people got killed? And like, yeah. Yeah, we've heard about them. Oh, we fucking did that. That was us. That, that was us. How cool is that? That is awesome. And that chick was like, uh, hey, warden, can you can you kind of come over here? I, if I give you some information, can I get out of jail now? That'd be nice. Because that'd be cool. So, you know all those people that died? Yeah. They did it. It was them. It, it was, wasn't just cars. Yeah, they didn't just deal cars. They didn't have the world's first Honda Civic parked back there. They <laughs> fucking killed a bunch of people. And so at, at that point, they were like, we should probably look into this. That sounds interesting. Yeah, we, we should probably find this out. So while they were doing the investigations, uh, like trying to actually pin everything on them, that uh, my timeline is probably fucked up. Um, but in order to find the evidence... Obviously, they looked at the scene, they examined what was there, and obviously a whole bunch of news vans were there, and uh, one of the news vans decided, hey, let's try to recreate the route that the Manson family may have taken, and found a bunch of bloody clothes and the murder weapon and all that shit, like Channel 5 News or whatever, f- actually found the evidence that would have locked uh, locked away the Manson family, uh, while the cops pretty much just had their dicks in their hands, they're like, no, none of these, none of these murders are connected. Can't be. Can't be. It's not a, not a possibility at all. Uh, the same words are written on the wall, but I'm pretty sure these are separate things. Maybe it's a copycat. Ah, uh, yeah. Cats. I like cats. They're cuddly. And, you know, as cops do, you know, just fucking blunder everything. Um, and, yeah, so eventually Manson was locked away, tried to go up for parole, written, uh, wrote some songs, released them. Actually, uh, Henry Rollins and, uh, and Manson had a thing together. It uh, didn't get released. No, it was like a pop song back mm. when pop songs weren't a thing. So yeah, so they, they, it wasn't released. Rollins was like, oh, "I'll keep a copy because it's funny." Yeah, Manson had four or five of them, and yeah, that's that was that. Manson then, you know, inevitably died in prison. Yeah, that uh, one's still unreleased too. That, that one, I don't think anybody has really heard that one. What's that? The the one with Henry Collins. The uh, Henry Rollins. Yeah, no, no, no there, Rollins Collins. Whatever. Yeah, there was like five copies, and yeah. I, I think uh, Henry kept one, and Manson yeah, kept the other. Yeah, yeah two of them. Manson had the other three, but yeah, they never released it. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure after the fact, Rollins was like, "This may not be good for my career. I uh, should probably burn these." Yeah, and I don't mean copy them. 
No, no, no. We need to set all of this on fire, and I need to forget that I did this. Oh no, dude! I would have launched those like a no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I myself, I would have been proud. I would, I would have called it Helter Skelter. That would have been the the album name. I mean, that would have just sold in and of itself. But even the stuff that uh, Manson and Manson Family released, they, I, most of them, I don't even think reached a thousand sales. I don't. Did they? No, I, I. Most of them just went, and except for the ones where he was unaccredited, uh, and stuff like that, uh, like obviously the Beach Boys and stuff like that. He that wasn't even a listed track, I don't think. Uh, aside from those like sales from that, I, I don't think Manson even touched anything. I, I think a few hundred people, few thousand people, whatever, uh, purchased it uh, out of novelty, but it never went anywhere past that. No. I don't. I, I haven't heard about it doing that, so I don't believe so. No, and that, and that's actually surprising to me because I mean, obviously he's a cult phenomenon, uh, and his documentaries and all that shit do do extremely Tons well. Of stuff. He actually has a movie uh, that's based off of him through Quentin Tarantino that's coming out twenty nineteen. Yeah, uh, uh, yes. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I believe it's called. Yeah, Something I think like I think you're exactly right. Uh, Tarantino has that, and obviously countless actual documentaries. I believe the Tarantino one is going to be like dramatized, fictionalized. Whatever. Obviously, it's just going to kind of be a based on thing probably going to follow pretty close because uh, you can't really write shit better than this. No. Uh, now, so obviously we kind of skimmed through Manson very quickly uh, and timelines are all messed up. Facts are probably not, not all there, but I mean, that's going to be about the gist of it. We'll just kind of go over serial killers like that. The next one I have, uh, have on my list, uh, the Golden State Killer. And the reason why I wanted to bring him up is because he was actually recently caught, what, 30 years after the fact or something like that. Oh, yeah, very elusive man. He did yeah. a good job. He, he did a very good job. And to, to the fact of he was calling the police stations and saying, hey, I'm going to fucking murder people tonight. Like, somebody's going to get raped and somebody's going to touch my little wiener. My little pee-pee. My little pee-pee. And then I'm going to cut their fucking throat. Like or that, shoot them. Something, or I'm going to do something them. to them. Yeah, I'm, I, something heinous is going to happen. And the cops are like, oh, okay. Oh, that's, uh, I don't believe you, but okay. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Not on my watch. We'll put some extra patrols out. That's, uh, somebody needs to watch this man. Uh, do you have any donuts? <laughs> I, I, that's how I picture police stations. I, I, I'm completely ill-informed uh, of police stations, but I imagine everyone has a dumb accent. Uh, and I guess I'm completely skewed due to the fact over the past several weeks I've just been looking at serial killer stuff and uh, they don't do a very good job. Never. Not no. really ever until it's like a super terrible thing. Well, not even then. Like the Golden State Killer has like four or five nicknames because they did not believe that the murders were linked. Uh, there was the original Night Stalker. Obviously, Golden State Killer, he was dubbed way later. Uh, there was... I, I can't even think off the top of my head. Uh, he, he had at least three or four. I, I like the Night Stalker version the best. Yeah, it, and they they did they didn't link them, uh, and just uh, nobody cooperated. And, and the fact of the matter is, dude was a cop himself. Like an actual police officer was killing people, calling other police stations, saying, "Hey, I'm gonna kill some people because I have a little dick," and nobody caught on for years. I think uh, it's, I think I have it here somewhere. There uh, there were I think forty rapes or something like 50, that. I think it was over fifty. 50, yeah, fifty plus. Yeah, fifty plus rapes, a, a hundred hundred plus burglaries, twelve murders, and it, nobody caught on whatsoever. The East Area rapist obviously is another uh, another thing that's that he went by. I uh, so what he would do 
was insane. Like once once he got on his game, once he was actually uh, going with it, he would break into a house, made sure the husband was also there. Because somebody called him out and said he only breaks into houses and rapes women when the husband is gone. So he's like, fuck you, I do. Fuck you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you what I, I do. I'm going to show you. I'm going to fuck everything up. So he would break into the house. Uh, he would tie up. Uh, he would tie up the husband, put dinnerware on the husband's back, like plates and glasses and stuff like that. And he goes, if I hear this shit rattle, I will cut your throat wide open. And then he'd be like, watch this. Then go over to the dude's wife, pull out his little dick and go, touch it. Touch my wiener. Just touch it a little bit. Just touch it. Just can, touch can, it. You, can you just can you just put it into your mouth and lick it? And you know, he then fuck the girl, be really mad because he was inadequate, murder her, and then eat their Cheetos. Mm, Cheetos though. I can understand that part. Cheetos are delicious. <laughs> like it's it in countless in countless uh, encounters, there was just like open boxes of junk food, like Capri Suns and Cheez Its. He would just make himself a little snacky. It's a little snacky snack after he murdered uh, two people. I mean, all that rape and murder makes you hungry, man. You get an appetite, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You work yourself up a mean hunger, and the only thing that cures it is a pizza lunchable. I, I mean, I mean, he should have been a cannibal. That would have been made like even better. Yeah, eat them. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rape, murder, and then cannibalize. J- just cut a slice of that booty he just mm. raped and just slather it up with some mayo, put it in between two slices of bread, and just go to town. Oh, definitely. <laughs> be pickled toes. You can have that kind of stuff. That's ridiculous. Uh, so so inevitably, uh, the reason why he was dubbed the Golden State Killer is actually Patton Oswalt's wife uh, got obsessed with this case, as many people did, and uh, actually wrote a book on it. And I, I think that drew a lot more attention uh, to the case itself, uh, which ultimately, uh, did you hear how he was caught? Oh, no. How was he caught? So what happened was his like I don't know, some kind of family member, cousin, distant relative or something like that, went on one of those an- uh, ancestry websites and submitted his DNA. Oh, <laughs> that's. That's dirty. Yeah. So he. So the kids. So whoever whoever this person was is like. I want to know who my relatives are. This is a happy day. Oh, you know, do the whole swab in the cheek thing. Mail it off. Wait a couple weeks, and then all of a sudden, fuck that guy. That. So he. So wait a minute. He he did this of his own accord. Like he took the swab and got it sent off. Yeah. So obviously, completely unbeknownst to him that he's related to the Golden State Killer. He just wanted to do the you know the twenty one dot com or whatever it might have been. He just wanted to you know do the little ancestry tree thing. Send in his DNA. Something dinged in the police database. But he was a police officer. He should have known. <laughs> well, was he getting like ridiculously dumb in his old age? I like. I mean, it was thirty years oh, later. No, no the, the it wasn't the Golden State Killer that did the DNA test. Oh, I know, but yeah. like, why would he allow himself to? I, I just don't understand that. Well, I mean, back when this was happening, this was what sixty. It was like fifties to seventy. I think it was over a span of twelve years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like back then, DNA wasn't a thing. So back then, they just like rapists just splooged all over you know the face, neck, and chest of their victims. Oh, back in the good old days. Yeah, man. yeah. Back in the days, back before you know Law and Order SVU, we found some semen underneath the stove. Back before <laughs> anything like that actually occurred, it didn't matter. Like you, you can fuck them raw dog right in the ass, splooge in their eye, and and just kill them and leave. And and it was like the DNA wasn't a thing, so there was nothing to actually connect you to the crime. Especially and as scary as it is, as long as it was random. As long as it was just nobody you knew, you just got away with it. 
And that's a huge reason why there's such a decline in serial killers, 80s, 90s, and today, is because now we can actually find you. So easily. So easily. You gotta like, be so smart now. Yeah, because at, at that point, I mean, you have your fucking cell phone in your pocket, you have a GPS tracker, and now you're at the scene. Like, now we can actually ping your location to the scene that you murdered somebody. So you, you, have, to, you have to be completely hairless, have no semen, or mm. at least not leave it at the scene. Mm. Like there, like there's no there, there's very small possibility. And I mean, there are statistics out there that say there are probably 30 active serial killers at a given time, and it's possible. It's just highly unlikely, uh, or highly less likely uh, now that than it was then, at least in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, he's a former police officer. He would call police stations saying, "I'm gonna murder tonight." Or he, he would call around Christmas and be like, Merry Christmas, and <laughs> just hang up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, eventually it got to him. Uh, eventually he went went a little crazy in his old age. Like he was, um, you know, depressed. He didn't want to do it anymore. So he actually called like one of those 800 counseling uh, lines, oh, yeah, yeah. like a depression hotline, suicide hotline sort of thing. And he was like on the verge of admitting it, saying he didn't want to do it anymore, not being very specific. And then goes... Oh, I think you're tracing the call and just like hung up and, and they just like left it. And that was like the as far as I know, that was like the last known thing where he was like some, you know, some kind of public until eventually his, you know, third nephew, second, like seven times removed, decided he wanted to run his DNA through the ancestry website. And then so I wonder what that encounter was like. <laughs> probably probably normal <laughs> to those people, honestly. No, I, I mean, like for the kid that submitted his DNA, like there had to have been a knock on the door. Like, this is police. Yeah, but what about the ancestry website? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, what have we got? <laughs> yeah. <it's> a <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine them getting that? It's like, this can't be right. This, well, is, this can't be right. I mean, that's that's for them. That's got to be more normal because obviously every serial killer has some kind of family. So there's somebody related to Manson, somebody related uh, to Joe Metheny, and there's somebody related to everybody. So I, for them, it's normal. But for the dude that was just like. A quiet Sunday afternoon. He just wanted to run his DNA, or he wanted to like check his whatever. And then two weeks later, just a knock on the door, like this is the police. Open up. You're under arrest for the murder of twelve people. He's like, whoa. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, what? How did you know? <laughs> check the crawl space. I've seen this before. <laughs> it's always the crawl space. Oh, it's got to be the crawl space. I mean, where else, where else would you put him? Uh, in my belly. <laughs> so speaking of that, I guess I guess we'll we'll fast forward to this guy. I don't know that much about. Um, I just think it's insane. Uh, Joe Metheny. Have you looked into this guy at I'm all? Not at all. I guess I've actually never heard of him. So so this guy, like I said, I have no research. I I just kind of know vaguely like what happened. So he was running a roadside barbecue stand. Oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> So he would he would uh, kill victims. I believe they were mostly women of ill repute, hookers, whatever. Uh, somebody that he believed nobody would miss. So he would kill them, mince them up, mix them with his pork, cook some good old fashioned barbecue, and serve it to the public. Mm, baby bacon. So his uh, his thought process behind this was, well, it kind of tastes the same. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, does it? I now I'm so curious. Uh, according to this guy, it tastes. Pretty much identical as a very good pork sandwich. Mm. Pork. I don't know. I don't. That's weird. I don't understand how that would taste the same. Yeah, there. I, I can't imagine that it would. According to this 
fat, insane man. He loved it. And apparently nobody reported it. Nobody's like, uh, man, uh, some health inspector needs to hit up this this barbecue stand. Because <laughs> the health inspector's going to know <laughs> this is what human tastes like. I, there, there might be a reason why that health inspector got into that field. Uh, but yeah, so he would serve. He would serve his. <laughs> I have experience with human flesh. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Moving on. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so he would just serve his victims' meat to customers on this roadside barbecue, and he said, "Why not? It's good. Mm. Just why not? Just why not?" And then just he obviously went to prison inevitably and mysteriously died in prison. That, that that's about all I know. But I, I just like I just want to touch on that due to the absolute insanity. Of the fact that you could just go up to a barbecue joint, and my favorite places to eat are just hole in the wall places, you know, a food truck or whatever, and you could be eating people. Or, yeah, people. Yeah. People. Yeah. Pe- several people. Those, those pig toes, those are really man toes. Yeah. Uh, you, you could be eating some like STD riddled hooker flesh. I like it, that, mm. That's a. That's Does a STD def- carry over after you cook it? I, I feel like it wouldn't. I feel like it wouldn't, but I don't know enough about the uh, topic to speak on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious. I, I gotta know. I feel like I if you, I feel like if you have a good smoker, you can smoke out the AIDS. I I, I think that's I think that you was think, ma- you think so. Yeah, I think that was uh, Magic Johnson. I think that's how he did it. He he just he, just, he smoked a lot. <laughs> he smoked his AIDS. <laughs> He's, a sm- He's a smoker. He smoked his AIDS away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. All right, so uh, so that that about yeah, so that's what we're gonna do on serial killers. We're just gonna talk about them, riff on them, and uh, and take it on from there. Uh, so, uh, so they, uh, aside from serial killers, we're gonna speak a lot on paranormal. I I, I think this is this one is gonna be very interesting to me because I mean paranormal, uh, you know, ghosts, hauntings. Uh, it covers a broad range of things. Exorcisms are insanely interesting to me. Uh, and I'm excited because eventually I want to actually set up shop in a haunted location, throw on some cameras, record all night, and just see if we can pick some shit up. See if we can find anything, honestly. Because this is this is one of the topics that's just great for me. Because I've had personal experience with this. I've done ghost hunting with different groups before, and it's it's kind of interesting. This is the one thing I could believe in. Aliens are the kind of the 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 fence one for me. Yeah, and it, and as far as as far as the ghosts and all that stuff goes, I, I mean, if nothing else, it's gonna be fucking fun. Absolutely. It's if absolutely nothing else, it'll it's just gonna be a fun topic. Uh, as far as believing, yeah, I mean, I I don't necessarily not believe. I, I'm 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 more open to uh, I'm more open to the possibility of that. There's probably something. I don't necessarily believe that it's gonna be some evil demon, you know, just grabbing your soul and using you as a host or whatever. So as far as exorcisms go. Probably not. I'm really, I love the stories, but as far as somebody needing to be exercised or whatever the term is, I, I, I don't know. I don't no, know. There's, there's too many videos of like preachers doing that kind of thing and it, it looks very acted out. Yeah. It's in real life and not a movie. So I, I don't know. Yeah. And they also fuck them. Like there, I th- I, there, there's a lot of issues where there was sexual abuse during exorcisms and obviously the Catholic Church doesn't have a very good track record in that regard. Very loose laws on that kind of thing. Uh, no, the laws are there. Oh, no. They're very loose. <laughs> just like they're women. Uh, they try to make their children loose. And young boys. Uh, so as, as, far, as far as this goes, it, it, do I believe I'm very open to the possibility? Uh, I don't think I believe in somebody being uh, being taken over by a demon. 
Uh, and so what, what about you? You said, you said that, uh, you're kind of in the same uh, on the same fence. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of on the fence with. That. I mean, I'll, I'll believe some of the stuff that's there, but kind of the the demon parts. That's that's not really all that believable. Uh, I just it just can't be. I don't understand how it could be and how you could get any type of proof with it. I mean, I after some uh, after some dairy, I think you do open up a portal to hell. Yeah, every time. So that. that I, Maybe man, if hell is full of what <laughs> comes out of me after dairy, I don't. I I gotta be a good boy. <laughs> yeah, I do not want to be uh, living in that ring. Of no. Hell. Oh God, no. God, no. So, what about personal experience? You said you had something that I've had, that, a, I've had a couple of different experiences. I mean, some of them I'll just be. I'll credit them to being drunk or on. Some nah, I mean, type I mean, of psychedelic. But I mean, I I, I have experienced and there's something. You know what a night hag is? You ever experienced what that is? No, enlighten me. It's kind of like a like a spiritual vampire, if you will. Okay. They, they, they feed on negative energy. They typically attack you in your sleep. That's why it's a night hag. Gotcha. Uh, it induces sleep paralysis. And, and if you do wake up during the sleep paralysis, you'll be able to see what, what it actually is. But it's usually kind of skewed on what they look like because they're... They're always different. Yeah, sleep like when, sleep paralysis as itself is a fucking insane topic, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's scary in itself, just waking up and not being able to move, but just just in general. It was not a great experience for me because it not only did it hit me, it hit everybody in my house all at the same time. Like me, my brother, my roommate, all three of them oh, were, okay. were hit all during the same night. Like I, I got hit first, then it was upstairs in my buddy Mike's room, and then it came downstairs, got my brother sleeping on the couch. His, just watching him just just get that experience while we were both hit by it already yeah it, it did it while we were like a room over and we could see what was happening to him and it, it was just nuts yeah so i mean that that's kind of something hard to really discredit uh is, i mean obviously we can't necessarily just recreate the situation and look into it but if if multiple people are getting hit at once that's a huge coincidence no it is i mean it, the the memory of it just stuck with me so vividly that there's never going to be a time in my life where i can't remember that situation because it was just it, I, I was scared like I, I had no idea what to do no and i mean I, I don't blame you i wouldn't either it's especially if it's something that's like an unrecognizable figure and it's it basically fucks you up mentally you are able to then move you get up and all of a sudden you see a relative a direct blood relative in like the next room over like start to experience the same thing. I mean, that's, 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 that's insane. Man, he was, he was talking to me because it was like apparently appearing as me to him. Like my experience with it was like, I, I was sleeping and I just felt pressure all over me for no reason whatsoever. And I couldn't breathe. So of course I woke up and gasped for air. Mm. And whenever I woke up, it was just like, just very bright purple in front of me in a, in a figure. And then like maybe three seconds after seeing it, I just, saw these hands come down on me. I couldn't breathe anymore. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. All I could do was think. That was it. And I've had a a semi-similar experience. I was probably, I'd say 12, 11, somewhere in that that ballpark. And I just moved in to uh, to a new house. Uh, So my cousin was with me. We set up the bedroom. Uh, You know, so we had like uh, him sleeping on the floor, me sleeping like on like the mattress on the floor or some, something like that where he was like uh, across from me. And, you know, as, as kids do, we were, you know, laying, shooting the shit, whatever, talking about whatever, 12-year-olds, probably Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or some shit. The good stuff. And Yeah, the good stuff. Uh, Mario 64, whatever, whatever it was, whatever the topic of the day was at that point. And I, so we were speaking. I thought I was speaking to him. It sounded like I was speaking to him. 
and then I then I see just a large shadowy figure. It was like a hue of orange that kind of outlined uh, almost like a like a person, and just kind of got up out of uh, out of his bed, so to speak, and walked out the door. I like watched this figure walk across my room, and so I was like, "Shit, wake up! Wait, did, did you see that?" And he woke up because he was fucking asleep. I was not talking to him at all during that period of time. And so I tried to get him to go up and we literally followed the thing out of the house and just never again, never saw it again, never in that house. And I lived there for a couple of years. It's, it just never came back. That's you may have witnessed astral projection. Yeah. Wouldn't astral projection be more? It's a, I thought that was more of an orb sort of thing. I, I mean, you can interpret it however you want to. I mean, most will say that it's orb, but most will actually say that you can't see it whatsoever because it's, you know, specifically not physical. Yeah. You, you can't you can't see it, but I mean if if you can't actually witness it like you have the sight, you could have witnessed that because it was him. It came out of him. It left as him. Yeah, but it it was like it wasn't cuz keep in mind, we were we were like 12. It wasn't the same size? No. Oh. Like this was like a 65 like towering above us Is like 65 now. He, no, not 65. He probably probably more 6263. So, I mean, a, a little round, but yeah, yeah, a little round. I mean, to an eleven-year-old, that six, like six three, probably looks six five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could have been. I don't I, like. I don't know what you believe in, like with your with your soul or spirit kind of thing. I mean, I, I believe that you grow into your soul. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's an interesting theory. I uh, and it's. I had one other uh, personal experience that was a lot less creepy and a lot more just kind of weird. So, and I guess this could be uh, chalked up to, to substance or, or whatever you want to say, but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think it could. So it's me and a group of people. We were sitting in, uh, sitting in a bedroom. We just were drinking. They were smoking, whatever. And uh, I was sitting at the computer and just playing music off of like YouTube or whatever it was uh, at that time. And just as a normal desk is set up, you know, there's a computer, the monitor, a little cup for like pens, the printer, that sort of, uh, that sort of setup. Uh, so I went, I hit play on some song and I spun in the office chair uh, to address the people in the room, talk to them. And the pens in that little cup literally shot out of the cup above my shoulder and onto the floor in front of us. Mm. A room of probably six or seven people saw it. No explanation. So was that you or? No, like it's a, I was it's I it was the cup would have been kind of behind the monitor like to the behind to the right so it wasn't like my elbow hit it because it was deep into the desk Mm -hmm. and my arms were like you know in the office chair like on the fucking armrest things uh so it couldn't have been me knocking the cup because even if it was they would just spill over they wouldn't would hope so yeah they wouldn't Did you think about the pins before you swiveled around no, you didn't know I, I try, are you trying to say I'm an X man. <gasps> you could be. I'm an X man. Never, you never know, man. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. So they, they just shot out on, onto the floor, and everybody obviously reacted to it, cleaned up, cleaned, cleaned them up, and just never fucking spoke of it. Again. <laughs> this never happened. <laughs> this that's, this is a good reaction to that. <laughs> That's pretty bad, actually. This didn't happen. It was, yeah, it just, was just a freak accident. I hit the desk in a certain way, and they just threw. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Yeah, and it, it's not even like it could have been like I, I played some song <laughs> with heavy bass and the subwoofer fucking went off. No, there there it was it was just like straight up like kind of ninety style shitty uh like computer speakers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not even like it could have been a bass boom and some by freak physics or anything like so I, I i don't have an explanation for it and the house wasn't or the apartment rather it was like an upstairs or downstairs apartment i uh, wasn't haunted as far as i know or knew 
I but yeah, that's th- those were my those are my two experiences that that I know of. I had, a, I had another experience in the same apartment that I lived in actually, where I, the TV spoke to me, but it was all static. Like the, oh yeah, the cable went out and I couldn't turn the TV off whatsoever. White noise. Oh, it was awful. It was, it scared the living shit out of me. Honestly, I, like I couldn't. I, I left the house. I went outside the back door because when I tried to go out the front, it wouldn't open. Hmm. So I I sprinted out my back door through my bedroom. Yeah, white noise. White noise is another crazy thing, and that's uh, that's why I want kind of do the overnight with all the electronics, with our microphones and everything like that. Because uh, I mean, there is a theory that uh, that the other realm, that the spirits or whatever, uh, can't necessarily communicate with us like orally. Uh, so they could somehow manipulate the electronics uh, to speak through that. Yeah. No. I did like like whenever I did it, the, the the whole thing with what I did, I thought the TV was actually talking to me. No, yeah. That's what scared the crap out of me the most. Like I went because the cable went out, right? So and, then, and then you smoked some salvia. Like, no, not oh, at no, all. No, no. Okay. I was I was just sitting in my house doing nothing. There was nobody there. It was just me. Um, and because my brother, he wasn't. He only stayed with me for like a day or two. But whenever I did this, the same yeah. apartment, like I, the cable went out and the TV turned off. It's like what? Why? So I went and messed with it. Like I went over to the TV in the cable box to try to mess with it. I was like smacking it around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the TV just popped back on. And then the white, like, it was just, like, robotic through the white noise, just telling me to stop. So, stop. so, so the ghost was living in the TV. I guess so. Like, I, I was, like, smacking the TV, trying to get it to work, <laughs> and it, it just it popped back on and said, stop. You know, like like you would do in, in the early 2000s when tube TVs were a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you smack it and it works. Yeah, I was just, I was tired of it because I couldn't get it to work anymore. So, so I was just, work, please work. Stop. Like it was, just, it was. Just, it wasn't even like it was. It was stop. Like long. It was. It was pronounced. Like it was long. Oh, so so it was like an old hag that yes, was living. It was awful. <laughs> that was living in the TV. And then, it, and, and then it just like something inaudible for like maybe a thirty seconds just went on with the TV, just making sound. And then it told me to get out, and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely do that. So um, the movie Get Out. So where was was that kind of a dramatization? Uh, no, no, probably, probably not. I, I believe you're you're the wrong you're, you're of the wrong race. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peele was actually. A, I should write a movie about that. I should definitely write a movie about that. But I'm a black guy, so uh, I'm gonna make it a black guy. And instead of inside of a TV, inside of a white guy's house, because I am an inside a white guy's house. I need to get out. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't belong here. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, I did. Yeah. <laughs> he did, not me. Yeah, there's and as far as far as famous haunting goes, obviously you have your your uh, Enfield, your Amityville, uh, your uh, the um, your haunting of Emily Rose that, that was uh, based off of Annalise Michelle. Yeah, all the famous ones that of course had films about them, those kinds of things. Yeah, well, we'll probably go through and dissect those, and I, I especially I want to do research on Ed and Lorraine Warren. Because uh, these two fucking evil geniuses made so much money uh, manipulating and taking advantage of people that actually thought that they were uh, haunted and everything like that. They wrote books. They uh, consulted, uh, quote unquote, on movies and shit. And they just they just capitalized on everything. And they, they are the worst kind of people, in my opinion. And I want to dig up uh, stuff on them. I don't know what the worst kind of people. I, I kind of that's that's smart. That's smart right there. Oh, it is, it is, is smart, manipulative. You're just taking advantage of people that are in bad situations or that at least believe that in bad, at least believe that they are in bad situations. Oh, definitely. That's kind of like the, what was, what was the, the, the phone medium? What was her name? The, the, 
the Caribbean. Oh, uh, Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the worst. That's like the, the the better, or I guess the worst version of Miss Cleo. Yeah, essentially. Uh, so they would just show up. They claim that they're some kind of professionals. They know all about this. Blah blah blah. They'll get rid of the haunting. By the way, can I make a book on this? Please, pretty please. <laughs> yeah, can, can you cut me a check of several hundreds of thousands of dollars? Uh, so yeah, so I wanted to dig up some stuff on those. Uh, and uh, Annalise Michelle is, is an interesting one to me because it's very, there, there's a lot of stuff out there that, that uh, may debunk it. Uh, but even in reading the debunking, it kind of leaves that, was that, was that real? And like I said, I'm a very big skeptic on the actual, uh, on people actually being, uh, what, what's, what, what, what was I saying? Actually being like mediums. No, not mediums. Like people uh, that are taken over by ghosts or whatever, whatever that, that word is that I oh, possessed. Yes. Possessed. Yeah, possessed uh, is a word that I've been trying to think of for like 45 goddamn minutes. Uh, so it's <laughs> a single word, man. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm very skeptical on possession and I, but it is, it is an extremely interesting topic to me. So uh, so with Annalise Michelle, she uh, she was the one that the haunting of Emily Rose was kind of based off of, and uh, what it started out being is that uh, she was having epileptic seizures, is what the ultimate diagnosis was. But a lot of the activity that was going on, I mean, she was either she was playing up crazy like fucking nobody could believe, which is possible. Or she was indeed possessed by something that was making her eyes go black, that was making her um, sick, and uh, all this crazy stuff. So I don't know that 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 kind of level of crazy. I don't I don't know if you can actually act like that because it, it that that whole story is just. It, I, I'm gonna go with insane on that. That one's it was crazy. Yeah. Like you so, can't like. I mean, there's nothing you can do to disprove it or just debunk it because the people weren't there when they're who's gonna debunk it. Yeah, and, and that's and that's a big problem with this is uh, a lot of this stuff you can't prove, you can't disprove. So it just is. Uh, so I, I do want to dig in uh, dig into that one uh, when you go over to uh, the Enfield haunting. That one that one's pretty easily debunked. That one uh, just two chicks. Fucking with everybody, I uh, making voices. Bill, so to speak, uh, was possessing the one little girl. They were levitating off their bed, but what they would do is they would just jump off their bed. <laughs> like no one noticed the jump. No, no one noticed the jump. They were it, really good at. It. They must have been acrobats. Uh, well, the one girl was a gymnast, and oh, I uh, yeah, and and she apparently was very fucking good at it. So she would wait until somebody was coming up the stairs and just fucking jump off her bed like it's a trampoline, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, she's levitating!" And she hit the ground three seconds later because she fucking jumped. Gravity doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh, so I mean that that one that one's gonna be fun to get into, and obviously Amityville, the classic, the one the one that kind of started it all for most of us. Yeah, I mean that one's that one's like completely false, isn't it? Oh well, I mean all of them to uh, in some respect has been debunked. The fun isn't necessarily knowing that they're debunked; it's looking into the story of itself, because uh, that, that's where it gets entertaining for me. Regardless if it's true, fact, fiction, whatever the fuck you want to, uh, whatever which way you want to cut it, it just the stories. The stories are great. I mean, I want to see the similarities so we can compare. I mean, yeah, there, there've got to be some creative people out there to make 
other types of hauntings and possessions and all that other stuff but it's all the same yeah in, in Amityville it's even matches with our previous topic serial killers because I mean there was a bunch of murders in the fucking house and that's where the uh, where the hauntings tip are, are coming from so I suppose it stemmed from that yeah it like the walls or something yeah the walls were yeah. like uh, oozing and, yeah. and and a bunch of crazy stuff so I mean I think a lot of it is going to be people being delusional people trying to capitalize but I uh, that's I mean we might touch on it but realistically all, all I'm really interested in is the story itself where it started why it started what the story is and, and, and bring it home from there oh definitely I wish we could actually get like information on the people's lives before it happened oh yeah it's, I'm sure there's going to be stuff out there it's going to be uh, it's a lot of reading uh, it's a lot a lot of research might dig up dig up some dirt uh, so to speak and just look into these people's lives previously before uh, and during then after after is going to be interesting as well like do they move into another haunted house magically magically like by, this, by the chance. spirits left and went to somewhere else that would be cool too yeah and there there's a whole theory on that as well uh, so a lot of the hauntings typically start uh, when there are females in the house that are prepubescent and uh, on the verge of hitting puberty uh, so there's uh, kind of what you were saying how there are spirits that kind of feed off a certain energy yeah uh, so apparently there are spirits that are pedophiles. So makes, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's grass on the field, might as well play. Right. Yeah. Plow it. So <laughs> plow the field. So uh, so once once the kids, uh, girls, uh, for the most part, from what I'm aware of, uh, reach that age, uh, spirits are attracted to that and follow them around. So it's not in, it's not out of the picture, giving we suspend disbelief that a haunting can follow you from house to house because obviously you don't leave your kids at the previous house. No, definitely not. I mean, not for the most part. I mean, if you get lucky enough, you get to inherit a house, but I mean, typically no. Yeah, I mean, you typically don't say, hey, honey, uh, I know you're just starting the eighth grade, but I'm moving and you're staying here. You should do that. Yeah, you should You should stay here. Mommy's going to go live just somewhere else. Uh, we're, I'm going to ride new daddy's dick uh, without you. So Definitely. Yeah, you keep your haunting here. But we're going to put cameras up everywhere. Why? <laughs> why? Why are we putting cameras up everywhere? Because we could sell it. <laughs> so if there is a pedal ghost. <laughs> Just sell it to <laughs> sell it to the to the spiritual child pornography ring. Uh, Pornhub.com. I don't think they cater to those people. <laughs> <laughs> they can now. No, we, we, I do. We in no way endorse child pornography in any form or fashion. Oh, definitely not. I, I think that that's a good disclosure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right My bad. All right. So, yeah. So, Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, it, are, are going to be an interesting topic before and after because after they were kind of, after their spot was blown up, like you are just kind of following around these supposed hauntings and cashing in. I want to see where they kind of went. I also like to get into like the, like official ghost hunters that go onto TV. I want to oh, get yeah. into that, what they do, that like their whole purpose. Oh yeah, how, how they do it, what their equipment is, sign like just everything about them. Because I mean, it's interesting to do. Yeah, so I mean, at the top of each episode, we can uh, we can look into uh, what gear we might have got our hands on or, right, some, or right. something. Yeah, I mean, we, we can definitely do that. I uh, look into kind of the credibility of these people. I get that that would be a really good show. Is how mm-hmm. credible the you know travel channels, fucking yeah. paranormal haunting ex expose whatever uh that so that would be interesting i mean yeah famous hauntings whether or not it, whether whether or not they're hoaxes how they pulled off the hoax i guess would be kind of cool but really at the end of the day the story itself is what i'm after 
I now beyond that, I mean, that's the third biggest topic and I'm sure we'll cover more topics in these three, but the third biggest topic I, I believe is going to be like aliens, UFOs, the stories, fire in the sky, all, all that good stuff mm. and, and dig into, dig into the people that, uh, that are experiencing these because it's, it seems to be that once aliens shove something up your ass, they want that sweet, sweet booty again. Uh, cause over and over again, it's just the same people that, that get, uh, they get taken by by these UFOs. It's not just once. They, it happens when they're a kid. It happens when they're a teenager. It happens to them 20 times before they're 30. It's it just, why? Why that one guy? I mean, I mean, I mean that, that kind of cycle makes sense scientifically because if you have a test subject, you're not going like, to test it once. I Yeah, that that's a good point. Uh, yeah, so I guess they dip into you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't know. I mean, th- those people, I don't think anybody's ever been been able to be medically treated or get any type of information about those people that have been abducted and claim this type of thing. And they, mm. you can get their, their medical records sent back after the abduction and then pre-abduction just to see if there's anything different, you know. Yeah. I mean, they could just be a test subject. Something was changed in them, and then they come back to test it later. Yeah, and it's, I mean, uh, is. I want to look into because if fire in the sky, like I mentioned, that was uh, that was a mass uh, amount of people that apparently saw some kind of unidentified spacecraft and just UFO in and of itself. I mean, it's an unidentified flying object. It can literally be anything, anything it, flying that you yeah. don't know about is an unidentified flying object. Yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be alien, but could be a Frisbee. Probably not a frisbee. Uh, it, it, shaped frisbee. <laughs> yeah, if somebody could have thrown a frisbee from like four streets away, they were dro- they dropped a frisbee <laughs> from an airplane. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> oh, what's that? What is that? Yeah. Get that on camera. Yeah. So I mean, it, that's that's definitely. Uh, it, it could be anything unidentified. It could be you know a, a government experimental war craft. Why is it always rednecks? It, it's a rural area. I mean, it's if you if you've ever flown in an airplane, I mean, you you see just several big patches of uninhabitable, like uninhabited right, land, right. and then just like fucking one house. So if you're a giant spaceship, you don't want to get seen by a hundred thousand people. Where are you gonna go? You're gonna go to that one fucking barn in the middle of Canada. nowhere, Missouri. <laughs> Wait, are there that many? Are there any Canada uh, alien sightings? No idea. Yeah, except that's where I would go. I would go to Canada. It's cold. Yukon territories. It's cold. Go to Yellowknife and none of it. I mean, there's like, I don't know. I'm just saying. So are you telling me Canada is more than just moose and maple syrup and Molson Canadian? Yeah. Oh, of course. There's people there. I mean, sometimes. I thought it was just like Utah extended. I mean, if you go to, if you go to Toronto, there's a ton of people. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, th- I think the reason why it is more rural people is just due to the fact there's less people to see the UFO. And, and that would make sense as to why that the sightings are not constant i mean yeah it makes sense but yeah less people to see it but they they didn't do it and they know that those people are going to come back and tell everybody or they they probably already know that they're going to think they're crazy don't they well they they tested the subject so yeah this guy's this guy's not fucking intelligent nobody's going to believe this guy (laughs) shoved something up his ass right now (laughs) put the probe in put the probe in uh, so, yeah, so I, I believe it is they might target less intelligent people. There's another theory that I really want to delve into uh, that these aliens, they may not actually be like outer space aliens. And this also kind of digs into cryptozoology as well, where the uh, aliens, Sasquatches, whatever, you can group them all together. They may not be alien as in living on another planet. They may just be from a different plane of existence. 
and that's why they're not cited as often and why their pictures are shitty because they're phasing in and out of our reality and the reality that they live in. Oh, that makes so much sense. Why you can't ever capture them? Like, like Loch Ness could also be something like that. Yeah, Loch Ness could actually live there, but they, it lives there on a different plane. That would make so much sense. Yeah, and and that would obviously subscribe to the fa- like multi universe theories, I uh, which multiverse. Yeah, which that that is insanely. Uh, it's interesting to me as well. Uh, may may not touch on that because that doesn't really fit in uh, fit in our thing. But we might uh, dip our toe in at some point in time. But yeah, so I mean that that would make a lot of sense as to why we can't see the why we can't capture the spaceship because maybe it's not fucking flying away to another planet. It's just phasing into their plane of existence. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I can, I can believe that, and that would that would make so much sense as how they move too, how everybody describes it. Yeah, as far as far as the spaceships, how it's like mostly silent, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's just kind of like left, right, up and down. It's it's just kind of very smooth. That's just kind of what we see whenever it's breaking through, I guess. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, I mean it, it really would. I uh, given the fact you subscribe to like multiverse, given the fact you even believe that uh, that they exist to begin with, and. As far as aliens on another planet goes, in my opinion, I mean, it's it would be more ignorant to say that there isn't just due to the fact that there has to be whether it's single cell organisms, whether it's an actual like humanoid, a gray or whatever, uh, whatever it is you want to say to me, statistically at somewhere Maybe not on Mars, maybe not on Titan, uh, but somewhere there's got to be some form of life form, what, like, whether I mean, it's intelligent or not. We already know that there's somewhere else, according to, to religious scripts, even, because you, you have to, in order for you to be able to send something to heaven or hell, like in the Bible, okay, that has to be somewhere, right? True. J- just, yeah, like heaven. Okay. Yeah, like you should be able, like, if we, if we could, like, figure out enough about how the world works we should be able to find that place yeah so i I guess heaven would be another astral plane right like maybe it does exist but not in necessarily the religious sense but more in the it's fucking there and i guess that kind of ties into a bunch of it yeah so i mean like your soul your spirit your ghost (laughs) just ascends to another plane i mean that that is that is not something that i've really entertained but that is that is definitely Interesting, right? Yeah, I it's mean, interesting. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's got to be somewhere because I mean, we've we've got different planets that we. I mean, obviously, we can see in the physical plane that we're on right now. We can yeah. see forever in our plane, but these other places that have been mentioned through religious scripts, like not even just heaven, you could you could say something else. But I mean, it's got to be somewhere. It mm-hmm. has to be. I mean, I guess that's your uh, that that's how you believe. For for me personally, if we want to really delve into that, <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, it's, it's more of uh, energy. Energy cannot be created; it cannot be destroyed; it can all be transferred. So your energy being like mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. Uh, <laughs> so you just kind of get buried. Your energy uh, just becomes fertilizer. You become a fucking tree. As as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> how many how many trees do you see in a graveyard? A few. How many people are in a graveyard? A lot. I don't, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily mean a, specific, a blade of grass. There's a lot of fucking grass in a graveyard. Oh, okay, right? so not, every, not everybody's energy is the same, right? This guy was a piece of shit. He has like this amount of energy. He can make maybe a blade of grass. No, you just become fertilizer. Your energy becomes something else. It, 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 it feeds into something else more than it becomes something else. 
if I'm making any kind of sense. No, I, mean, I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, and I, I guess that, that's my belief, and I, that is not on topic whatsoever, but I guess we <laughs> fucking went there. All right, so uh, so as far as uh, as far as like aliens stuff like that, I mean, then there's also like Area 51. Uh, that I mean, they've released a bunch of information on that, but never really confirmed, denied that there is, was, can be an alien there. And there's uh, and there's a lot of conspiracy theories that say that we actually have a fucking contract uh, where they gave us technology, and that's why there was a huge boom of technology during whatever presidency it was. I want to say Ford, but I'm just making shit up. Uh, that they actually came up with a contract that they give us some kind of technology and we allow them to probe rednecks. <laughs> this is a, this is a great contract yeah. for, the, for the world in general. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, and I, uh, and in fact, at, at some point, I mean, we kind of poked fun at anal probing, <laughs> but uh, there is one, uh, one guy in particular that throughout his life, he, he was abducted. It started out with anal probing and then it ended up being just they would just project stuff into his head, like just kind of like a, like a telekinesis sort of thing. And he refused, <laughs> he refused <laughs> with all his might to get sucked up by their tractor beam. But I, um, I bring that guy up uh, just due to the fact that uh, the abductions and the testing or whatever got less and less intense throughout his life. And there's a theory that says uh, during the contract uh, during the contract <laughs> negotiations through uh, through like technology for people uh, that some president was like, "Hey, enough with the ass stuff. <laughs> it's not cool here. It, I just I need to let you guys know this part of the contract. We're gonna have to amend this because they're they're getting <laughs> they're they're getting a little wild about it. Okay, you need consent in America. Every to shove something single in time ass. you bring someone up on your little tractor beam, you put something in their booty. <laughs> it can't. That was not in the contract. It wasn't not in the contract. <laughs> no means no. Lawyered. <laughs> Lawyered. God, it's awful. You have to get consent. That is the you... worst contract in the world for them. Like, did they know what rednecks were when they signed it? Probably not. <laughs> and I doubt the terminology was. It was like rural people. I don't know. <laughs> rural people. I, but I don't think that was released in the Area Fifty One documents. It's <laughs> <laughs> awful. It's just a conspiracy theory, and, and those are always fun too. I mean, you can pick any conspiracy theory, and you, you can you can dig into it. It's interesting, but above and beyond anything else, it's an interesting thing to look into. Like uh, the world is run by reptilians. Like that. That's a fun one. That's a good one. Uh, that, that's a real good one. Uh, flat Earth. Flat Earth is tasty. Flat Earth is one of my oh. favorite subjects in the world. Do you oh. know Mars is proven to be spherical, but the Earth is flat? Oh. According to flat Earthers, yes. Why? Because they can see it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I tried to, I tried to look into it, but all it, all they said was that it, Mars has been proven to be spherical. It's, it's a big ball. <laughs> yeah, you, you can. But the Earth, absolutely not. Maybe it, it's got to be because they can see it. You can look through a telescope and see it. it. You can't exactly look at Earth by you know looking at your feet. Oh, I don't know. There, I mean, there's a lot of different. <laughs> viewpoints on on like flat earthers don't all believe the same thing as uh, well. i mean it's yeah because you, you can't take a picture of earth from space because you're using a lens with a spherical you know lens shape? yeah shape so it makes the earth look round. oh maybe yeah. we should develop a square lens a flat lens <laughs> just a flat lens <laughs> everything it, it's it's actually snapchat filter everything you take a picture of is flat. <laughs> 
they should get their own. It just flattens out every picture into like a two centimeter photo. Well, paper is flat, so why can't the earth be flat? <laughs> <laughs> you, can poke, you can poke fun at it all you want. I mean, it's, it all started with a satirical website. And uh, I actually got into a little bit of a tift with a flat earther on social media. And I brought up that website. And he, he basically said that that website was planted there by like the government. Oh, because be- because Operation Paperclips or something. Yeah, <laughs> which that, that'll be a good one to get into. Operation Paperclip. That, that's that's how NASA apparently was uh, was brought to yeah. fruition. Was that the was that the Microsoft Paperclip guy? Was that NASA? <laughs> yeah, that was NASA too. Would you he was, like, would he you was like collecting information on people, wasn't he? Uh, everything that you typed into Word or whatever that program was <laughs> yeah. was siphoned up to the reptilians. <laughs> it went straight to him through Mr. Paperclip. Through Mr. Paperclip. Would, would you, you like, like some me help? To help? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Paperclip. No. I don't I know what I'm doing. Go away. I can type in MLA format without your assistance. Are you sure? I mean, I do need... I, can, you, can you spell check this for me? I'm terrible. Uh, there's red lines everywhere, Mr. Paperclip. Oh, man. Yeah, so conspiracy theories will definitely be fun. Um, I mean, whether or not they subscribe to them, some of them are going to make sense. Some of them aren't going to make any goddamn sense. Probably not. I mean, we can like we should even make our own conspiracy theories. And, and just, th- just, you know, spitball it. Yeah, I, we, we can create our own website. Uh, we can call it Oblong Earth. Yeah, or even anything, anything different. Let's just see how many people actually catch on to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's another big thing talking about people believing and catching on to stuff uh, that kind of doesn't really fit in any of this. I mean, we kind of said cult, but Scientology is going to be another really juicy one. Oh, with, with Scientology, I love it so much. Uh, and yeah. Jehovah's Witness, I want to touch on that too. Uh, you want to take a look into the Watchtower? Oh, God, uh, yes. Yeah, that, that's going to be a good one. There's there's a lot of parallels between uh, between XJWs and ex-Scientologists. Like, their stories that they, that you find, can find online, biographies or whatever, uh, documentaries, there's a lot of parallels between uh, the JWs and the ex-Scientologists. Oh, and it's so interesting to read about too because you, you just don't know a lot about what goes on with them because they're so secretive. That's why they're a cult. Yeah, and it's and as far as, far as this goes, like with Scientology, I really want to delve into Al Ron Hubbard. His like early life is insane. Like he is full of shit from the get go. Like from the from the womb to the tomb. Born this dude from shit. Oh this my one. god, this, this dude is insane. Uh, and then he handed down to probably the only person that could take his throne, David Miscavige. Uh, that guy. That guy's a nut job in and of itself. And where's his wife? Where'd she go? She's still there. No. Oh no. No, no. She's she's ascended. <laughs> she's with Zenu now. <laughs> she's with Zenu <laughs> took him for his own or its own. I don't know. What is even uh, Zenu? I don't know. Zenu's an alien. So uh, which I which I guess that does fit in into what we've talked about. So uh, so maybe Scientology is the right one and she did. She's the first person she's, that broke that astral plane. She broke she was probed uh, and they liked it oh she loved it she loved being probed uh she's the best prober she's the best probing they, they recruited her because she's so good at probing she she takes the probe gives the probe always the probe and so I, I guess that that's what we're gonna get into uh and all the shows are gonna be probably around this time frame uh, around hour hour 40 depending on how much uh how much bullshitting uh we do throughout it yeah um was there anything else you wanted to you wanted to touch on I mean, not really. I I unfortunately left my notes, <laughs> so a lot of this was just me going along with it. 
today. So I guess since this is our inaugural uh, podcast, I, I guess we'll we'll kind of throw this out there. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a series of different shows. Obviously, this one we're gonna touch on the subjects that uh, that we just kind of quickly briefed over. We're also gonna have one that's all Dungeons and Dragons gameplay. Oh yeah, and I'm oh. the DM on this one, my friends. Oh yeah, he's he loves the BMs. So it's <laughs> it, we're gonna do all we're gonna do Dungeons and Dragons. We're gonna have one where we just shoot the shit, no topic, topic of the day, pull from a hat, pull from our ass, whatever it is. Uh, and <laughs> so I have this one, uh, D and D, and yes, and then uh, I believe one of uh, one of our other uh, fellow people within uh, within our network is going to be doing a weekly, biweekly kind of Bushwick survival, how to live off of uh, the sweat on your balls uh, sort of show. And yeah, I, I think that about covers it. Uh, so this has been an MI production show, Beyond the Looking Glass. Oh, Beyond the Looking Glass, my friends. Thank you. Goodbye. If you like what you hear, please give us a follow on Instagram at MI Productions LLC and Facebook Minor Inconvenience Productions LLC for updates on all of our shows, podcasts, vlogs, and anything else we decide to do. Thank you.